0: Welcome to 360 Conversations Black History Month Takeover. I'm your host, Tamu Thomas, founder of the 360 brand. It's October and here in the UK, it is Black History Month. I've decided to collaborate with some formidable women to honor black women in history and consider what their legacy means in terms of wellness today. I believe that it is our duty to honor the women that have gone before Paved the way and provided sturdy shoulders to lift us higher by exploring how we can alchemize their grit into grace. Today's audio comes from Claudine Thornhill. Claudine is an award-winning nutritional therapist and health coach who aspires to help aspiring and inspiring professionals, creatives and entrepreneurial women feel better, be better and do better by focusing on increasing balance in their bodies and lives through the power of food and lifestyle change. Claudine's fundamental belief is that health and wellness are key foundations for greatness living fully and realising our potential. Mm -hmm. Claudine has provided a really nutritional, nourishing, soul-filling audio where she is honouring the author Rosa Guy. I found this really, really informative and uh, personal development book junkies, please take note. Enjoy. Hello,
1: my name is Claudine Thornhill and I'm a naturopathic nutritionist and health coach. Being a naturopathic nutritionist means that I take a holistic view on people's health and well-being. So I will look at their current way of eating, suggest new ways of eating or different uh, food groups, vitamins and minerals that they should include into their diet to manage symptoms of any uh, health issues that they're dealing with. And with the health coaching work that I do, it's really about adding some accountability, some uh, motivation, some support, some encouragement to help people make Healthier choices when it comes to their food and their lifestyle. And the reason why I do that is because for me, health is one of the key determinants of the quality of your life and when I say health I mean health in its holistic sense so that will be your physical health, your emotional well-being and your mental health as well. So for me health is one of the key determinants of the quality of your life and really a key foundation for living a full and abundant, joyful, successful, vibrant life and it's that belief that really underpins everything that I do and just drives me forward in in working with my clients and my goal in working with any client is to make them feel better, so that they can be better and then go on and do better so this black history month i have chosen to honor the author rosa guy rosa guy was a trinidadian american author born in 1922 and the reason why I've chosen to honour Rosa Guy is because she was such a consistent theme throughout my adolescence and my teenage years as someone who loved to read and had an abundance book abundance of books from white authors white female authors such as Judy Blume and Enid Blyton yes Enid Blyton um I was also someone who was looking for validation and looking for representation and identity not in a not in a conscious way but when it came I was so 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 grateful so uh yeah, Rosa's books definitely shaped my teenage years um, and played a key influence in terms of just developing a sense of pride and self-love um, from that young age. Um, so I'm, I'm forever grateful for Rosa for providing that. So, as I said, Rosa was a Trinidadian-American author born in 1922, and after losing both of her parents at a young age, she grew up in foster care, leaving school at 14 years old to work in a garment factory. By the time she was married, uh, well, she was 19 by the time she was married. While her husband was serving in World War II, she started acting at the American Negro Theatre. And then in 1950, she co-founded the Harlem Writers Guild, who, uh, whose aim was to develop and aid in the publication of works by writers of the African diaspora. Members of that guild included Maya Angelou and Audrey Lorde. Rosa um, went on and published her first book in 1966 called Bird at My Window and went on to write over well, close to 20 novels up to 1995. Rosa was known for her novels centred around young people and adolescents and tackled some themes that typically weren't uh, present in those types of books so she was tackling things around race poverty class sexuality as well um and that's one of the reasons why her her book stood out for me and in particular she her trilogy around Edith Jackson The Friends and Ruby those were three books that she wrote that featured uh, the same characters and overlapping in their stories those are the ones that really stood out for me. As a teen myself I devoured any books featuring other teens, any books featuring other female teens and books that were featuring other black people. Um, Books that featured other black people though, the main ones I came across were adult books so um, when I came across books about young black girls like myself it was so exciting for me. And I I think that it was my mum who bought me my first Rosa Guy book. Um, She's an avid reader herself. So I think it was her that bought me the first book, devoured that and then happened to stumble across more books in my school library. So I was really lucky to find them there. But I just remember being so excited and was like, had this yes kind of attitude when I saw the books in the library. I won't forget that. Um, And I also remember writing a critical essay or a critical review um, about the book Edith Jackson for one of my English, assignments at school. For her contribution Rosa Guy received a New York Times Outstanding Book of the Year award for her book The Friends in 1973 and she received the Coretta Scott King Award for Best Book for Young Adults as well and she's all, she's seen as one of the 20th century's most distinguished writers for young adults so a major contribution there. For me personally Rosa left me with a sense of pride i would say and validation in my experience as a young black woman going through the teenage and adolescent years and although the stories you know i couldn't fully relate to because they were set in a different location with a different a whole different dynamic you know seeing a young black person represented alone in itself was just um was just something that you know I didn't really come across at that age, so that made a major difference for me. And like I said before, it was just just really different and exciting. And reading for me was a form of escapism as well. You're going through your teenage years, sometimes, you know, you just wanna you just wanna escape, you know. So um, it was definitely a form of escapism and nurtured my imagination as well. And it's probably one of the contributing factors to me just writing short stories around that time as well today reading for pleasure is a form of self-care for me Um, as I've gotten older I've kind of veered away from reading fictional books you know you get into studying at university and then working and then maybe studying a bit more and reading your personal development books and all those kind of things Um, and it's always about well for me it's been about reading for learning the purposes of learning but more recently as I've moved into a space where it's about slowing down where it's about um, enhancing and encouraging my creativity and my imagination and just prioritising fun reading plays a big part in my self-care toolbox. And we say in personal development and wellness circles, particularly when we're dealing with um, clients or people that um, are, are highly stressed, uh, that are focused on work um, and all their time and energy goes towards work. We say to those people, you know, what was it that you like to do when you were young, when you were little and ask those people to maybe revisit those kind of things. It could have been dancing. It could have been art. It could have been singing. But, you know, a child's imagination is something that really should be encouraged. And it's something that we really want to keep front of mind when we're thinking about our health and well-being and encouraging a sense of fun and reducing stress. And telling our stories, particularly the stories of black people and particularly the stories of black women and that representation in the of the variety of ways in which our stories unfold, depending on our location, our nationality, our social economic status, our education, etc. It's so important and it's so powerful for young people, both telling their stories and seeing themselves being represented really helps to just create a sense of validation and self-love and of value. So I'd like to thank Rosa Guy this Black History Month for playing that role in my life and in my adolescent years. And I'd like to thank you, Tamu, for allowing me to contribute to this amazing
0: series. Thank you.